Please subscribe to OK Fair Enough with Sean and Charlie on iTunes and rate and review the show there. You can also stream and download every episode ever made at okfairenoughpodcast.podbean.com. We are also available on the Stitcher and Podbean apps. Enhanced episodes that include pictures are available on YouTube. Just search OK Fair Enough. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash OK Fair Enough. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at OK Fair Enough Pod. And contact us by email at OK Fair Enough Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to OK Fair Enough with Sean and Charlie. I'm Charlie. And in this episode, we discuss the life and career of Robin Williams. This episode was recorded on January 31st, 2016. It's a little over a month old, but we are recording new episodes this weekend. Um, Robin Williams hardly needs an introduction from some schmuck sitting in his living room putting out some silly little podcast. So I'm just going to let you guys listen to the show. Uh, Thank you very much for downloading. Exactly what the word wonderful means. And Birdemic is goddamn wonderful. It is so deliciously awful. Nothing. The, the first. You saw it. The first four and a half fucking five minutes of the movie. The guy's just driving around in his dumb fucking blue Mustang. That movie is wonderful. Like retarded kids are special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we think. And I love watching retarded kids. <laughs> All the time. You know who else has made a few shitty movies in their time? No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Do not disgrace this beautiful. Do not disgrace the the Williams of Robin. Robin Williams. Uh, Uh, This was your suggestion for an episode, and I like it. This is one of the few actors where, like, I mean, there there obviously hasn't been a whole lot of people that have died, like. Yeah, my, celebrities. I don't age. give a shit about. Well, I haven't. I also haven't been old. You know, like a lot of the people that have died were already old. So mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, Robin Williams was one of the few actors where I was like, legitimately not. Oh, like, I cried. Yeah, no, I wasn't like that sad. But it was like, holy sh- man, fuck, we're not going to get any more Robin Williams movies. Like, well, when I first heard <laughs> that he died, I was bummed. When I found out how he died, yeah, that's when that's I started. Cool. That's when it bothered me. That's when I started to cry. I mean, you know, like, fucking, like, David Carradine, when he killed himself by trying to jerk off, that's one thing, but... <laughs> he, but, but nobody gives a fuck about David Carradine. <laughs> Fair enough. He wasn't a genie. Yeah. Ever. I don't think there was. was there was one line that I saw that somebody had posted. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know who exactly posted it first. Um, but it was basically like it was a it was something from Aladdin where it said "Genie, now you're free," which is the line. And from that the made you kind of lose it. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck me, God damn you!" Well, I, the, the <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> Robin Williams. Okay, well, obviously this episode's about Robin Williams. Yeah. Robin Williams to me was I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of loud. I'm kind of obnoxious. And I'm kind of weird. Um, I was saying that coked uh, out. Well, no, <laughs> not the moment. I'm out of coke, diet coke. No, no. Um, but no, it's 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 he made being strange and loud and okay uh, okay. He made yeah. he made it to where it's like I was like, well, he can get away with it. Yeah, and, and people love him. Maybe some people will like me too. It made me feel more comfortable being myself. Yeah. Um. But when Robin Williams, uh, he hanged himself, I believe, did he not? Yeah. From a doorknob? Yeah, it was... If you're hanging yourself from a doorknob, you are committed. (laughs) That is commitment. Because all you have to do is kind of stand up. Yeah, that's all you got to do is stand up or crouch. (laughs) Take a knee. That's all you got to do. I mean, like, if you're hanging yourself from a doorknob, it basically means, like, you're just going to lie on the floor. Yeah. 
that means that you want to fucking die. And he, he talked a lot about his depression that he had yes. uh, leading up to it. And, you know, he kind of, like, it intimated that he always kind of felt alone and, and sure. that kind of... Uh, but apparently it was more of a... It was actually uh, a result of a more... Well, the, the, the suicide specifically yeah. was more of that... What is it called? Like, um, uh, Well, it's, it's related to Parkinson's. It's Louis body. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you start seeing shit that isn't there and hearing shit yeah. that isn't there. And, yeah. It's, but it it's, came out that he... His brain was fucked. <laughs> Well, and, and when you talk about how he said he always felt like he was kind of alone, one of the reasons uh, when Robin was a little kid, he was he was fat hmm. uh, and 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 kind of strange, and the other kids didn't like him. Yeah. So he started doing silly voices to entertain himself. Yeah. Which I think is the case with a lot of comedians is you, you I nobody becomes a comedian that is completely comfortable with who they are. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Harry Shearer said yeah. it best, which is comedians become comedians because they want to control the reason people are laughing at them. Yeah, fair enough. And you know, and and, and I can kind of, I personally can can kind of relate to that. I don't consider myself a comedian. I mean, uh, but I, I can honestly say, like... Well, I mean, you're too pussy to even get up on stage. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm too much of a pussy to even fucking try. Um, but the... Uh, but the idea of... What, well, if, if, if... When I... It's hard for people to hate you when you're making them laugh. Yeah, it's really hard to do that, and, and, and that was kind of that's always kind of been my thing. And when when I get uncomfortable, I start telling jokes. Yeah, does that tell you how often I'm fucking uncomfortable? <laughs> so what does it mean when you start telling horrible jokes? It means that I'm really <laughs> uncomfortable and getting more uncomfortable by the moment. God. That's what that fucking means. I didn't realize I made you that uncomfortable. Sorry. No, no, the world <laughs> makes me uncomfortable, sir. So we, I, I, uh, I we talked about excuse me. <laughs> we talked about this in the Tom Hanks episode. Yeah. Um, uh, we've mentioned how uh, Leo hadn't won an Oscar yet, and how. We feel like Tom Hanks actually benefited from not being like that pretty boy. Yes, he was more of an average-looking guy, yes. but he was he was just good at his art. Sure, um, I feel like Williams is falls into that same category. I, I would he's, not he's, an he's overly ser- attractive, but he, I mean he's a good-looking he man. But was he's not. I mean, I know women would fuck him. <laughs> well, yeah, but they wouldn't be fucking him. They'd be fucking Mork. <laughs> or Genie. Or Genie. Or, 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 or Popeye. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Popeye. <laughs> One of Robin Williams' quotes about Popeye, he's got those in there real quick, is he said, well, if you watch it backwards, it has a plot. <laughs> like, he admits Popeye was terrible. Um... But yeah, he did struggle a lot with depression over the years. Yeah. Uh, he talked about winning the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting, yeah. and he said the high of that lasts about a week. He goes, then you're walking down the street, and somebody goes, "Hey, Mark!" <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of ruins everything. Yeah. And, and and he's like, so, so he's, it, it was nice. It lasted a little while, but it was just kind of like, eh. Now it's said and done. See, here's the weird part. Like I always hear him referenced as Mark. Yeah, I never saw Mark committing. I did. Like, I, I don't know even when it came on or when it was... I had a Robin or... Williams poster in my room as a kid with him as Mork. <laughs> I want to say there was a Mork and Mindy action figure that I had. Well, that's probably... But, but, yeah, and actually he achieved his dream on Mork and Mindy because, like, his biggest comedic influence was Jonathan Winters. Hmm. Another comedian who did a bunch of different characters and strange voices and yep. everything, and he played... Jonathan Winters played Robin Williams' son <laughs> on Mork and, Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Jonathan Williams is, what, 40 years older than him? <laughs> yeah, but Jonathan Winters, it was... The, the, the whole thing was, like, well, people from Mork's planet age backwards. So when you're... It, they have the basically so Benjamin, the Benjamin. Yeah, they, they have Benjamin Button disease. 
And uh, yeah, but um, yeah, Mork and Mindy's what shot him to superstardom, and and he got he got first cast as Mork on Happy Days, yep. and you know Gary Marshall did a sp- everybody on Happy Days got a goddamn spinoff. Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff from fucking yep. Happy Days, um, and uh, Mork got his yep. own fucking show. Yeah, and um, now I, I I mean I know he was a. A lot of people know him as an actor first, but I mean, yes. he was definitely, I mean, he was a great stand-up comedian. I, I personally thought his early work as a stand-up comedian was overrated. Mm. Uh, because I, th- to be frank, I couldn't understand half the shit he said. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. As Robin Williams put it, Cocaine is God's way of telling you that you have too much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he, he was on, he did the Broadway, and that was one of my favorite stand-ups. Uh, oh, no, that was, that was a really good one. I mean, everybody always quit the one where he starts talking about golf. It's, it's fucking hilarious. No, yeah, no it is great. <laughs> no, you do it 18 times! times. <laughs> no, Robin Williams Live on Broadway was a great special, yeah. but, um, he's actually a, like, classically, well, he started out as a classically trained actor. He studied at Juilliard. Well, he's got a huge range. I mean, he's one of those actors that, I mean, he's such a he great. He can do anything. He's so, so great at comedy. But then he has these like morose roles where he's very serious or very sad or what well, most comedians. The only can thing do I think I, I think the only thing I, he's never done is like action. Like I think that's the only thing that I think I've never seen him do. An well, insomnia. I haven't seen that. Him I've and Al Pacino. Okay. I mean, now they're both old in it. They're, they're, they're chase scenes between him and and Are they running or on a car? Running. Oh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that I must mean, have been. A... I mean, not 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 fast. So the cameraman didn't, didn't have to move very fast. No, 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 no. I think I think the cameraman stood still for most of it. Um, but he, I mean, he's done a little bit of everything. He was yep. he played a psychotic killer in a thriller called One Hour Photo. One hour photo yeah. He was a murderer in Insomnia. He, he in his later well, I don't know how many he did early on, but in his later life, he did a lot of cameos and TV shows. He was on Law and Order SVU as kind of like this stalker. Yeah, kind of and he was on street. Homicide Life Life uh, Life on the Street. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was in an early episode of that yeah. as a man who lost his family. Uh, they were killed right in front of him. Uh, well, I thought it was pretty awesome. Like after he became a huge Hollywood star, he was still doing yeah. these these roles on the side. He just loved to. I mean, it just seemed like he loved that part of his life. Now maybe yeah. that he did it because of his problems, but well, <laughs> I think that a lot of comedians. One of the reasons you see brilliant comedians become brilliant dramatic actors is again most comedians have a very dark side that's really well, easy comedy, to access for them the, the word comedy actually comes from it's not meant to be it's not it's, it's not supposed to be synonymous with humor necessarily it's tragedy over it's time it's tragedy yeah over so, time that, that's what, yeah. a lot of things I think we get we kind of lose sight of when you talk about comedy mm. is that it's not meant to be funny haha all the yeah. time and sometimes it can be dark and, and and it wouldn't be hard for some it's not hard for somebody to make a heart wrenching like gut punching film mm-hmm. that makes people cry I mean don't get me wrong Schindler's List is, is one of the best comedies I've ever seen in my life ha <laughs> ha didn't see that one coming but no I uh, Schindler's List is on regular television yeah right <laughs> I love seeing 70 year old naked women run around in the cold um, but no Schindler's List I mean it's a great movie and it is heart wrenching and you cry through it I can make you cry right now. I could fucking kick you in the balls. You Making could, you laugh you is a lot more difficult. <laughs> yeah. And actually, when Robin Williams was at Juilliard, one of his teachers, who I forget the teacher's name, but I recognize the name, and he's actually a relatively famous, I don't know if he's an actor or a teacher or what, mm-hmm. but he told Robin flat out, he goes, was you it James Lipton? 
Yes, it was James goddamn Lippin. <laughs> no, it wasn't James Lippin. Uh, but he told him flat out, he's like, you don't, you need to do stand-up. You don't belong here. Oh, wow. This is not for you. And he meant it in a good way, which was what you do doesn't translate. Does not translate to any other world but stand up. Gotcha. And uh, Robin Williams. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no. I mean, that's how he got started. But yeah. his, his. But but he said what Robin Williams actually said that one of the reasons he started stand up was because open mics. He wanted a stage. Yeah. And open mics always gave you a stage, no matter what you did, and you had the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. And only Robin Williams did what he did. I mean, you can argue that, like, Adam Carolla is a great improvisational comedian, and he is. If you don't listen to the Adam Carolla show, I, I think you should. Um, he's one of the only guys that goes out and does an hour-and-a-half-long stand-up set with no written material. Mm-hmm. The only other guy I know of that did that was Robin Williams. You know? Now, granted, Adam Carolla can't do characters. <laughs> he's, he's Adam goddamn Carolla. He's, he's, he does retarded Pete Sampras. Yeah, retarded Pete Sampras. Yeah, it looks like Pete Sa- Down Syndrome Pete Sampras. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, it's, um, but, uh, he, uh, but the other thing about his stand-up, uh, and he admitted to this on, uh, WTF with Mark Maron, yeah. another great yeah. podcast, uh, he was a notorious joke thief. Who, hey, Robin Williams? Yeah. Oh, wow. In the, in the 70s and 80s, he stole a lot of jokes. And even that live on Broadway, uh, he had a lot of people accusing him of stealing a lot of jokes mm. for that special. But Robin that. also came up in stand-up in a way where it was that was the norm. If you saw a joke that somebody would do that you thought would work for you, you took it. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't because like, because the '80s stand-up boom hadn't happened yet. There wasn't a comedy club everywhere, so it what the, the likelihood of you following a comedian who's stealing your jokes. You know, a month after he's stolen your jokes is slim to none. Yeah. But apparently, like, yeah, like, apparently he used to love just, like, he used to just hang out with Sam Kinison and do coke and talk talk comedy at uh, the comedy store owned by Pauly Shore's mother, Mitzi Shore. I I know way too much about fucking stand-up. Oh, yeah, no. Ask me to do algebra, no. (laughs) The the history of the comedy store, I might be able to talk for a few minutes about that. Now, you brought up Goodwill Hunting, and and that... I, I I had to think about it for a while, and I, I I have to say that's probably my favorite Robin Williams movie. It's it's definitely up yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, because his performance in that was legitimately like it, it affects you if you. I mean, to a certain degree. Like, I mean, the the way he portrayed himself, it was it was it was just a perfect. I mean, the movie itself is just it's just an it's, it's a great movie. it's a great movie. I, they, I, there's nothing it's solid from beginning to end. Yeah, there's no extra fat on it. It's no. just it's just a good fucking movie. Exactly. But but uh, I think that that movie did prove that one thing Robin Williams could not do consistently in a film was accents. Well, because he didn't he didn't even try. He did. There are a few scenes where are there? there are a few scenes where he's trying to speak with a Boston accent, and they and they ended up and he ended up just saying "fuck it," I guess. Gotcha. It's um, but no. It, now, I honestly think that, like, his greatest performance mm-hmm. is one where you never even saw him. And that's as the genie in Aladdin. Okay. As a matter of fact, they were trying... His role in the genie as Aladdin was actually relatively controversial so far as the Academy Awards is concerned. Because they said that he could not be nominated for Best Actor because it was voiceover work. Um, and the screenplay could not be submitted for best screenplay for the Academy Awards because, like, 90% of Robin Williams' lines were completely improvised by him. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
uh, the guy that voiced Aladdin, who's a nobody, nobody knows who the fuck this guy is, like, he had a hard time working with them, and not in a bad way, but, like, he couldn't deliver his lines because he was laughing at Robin Williams so much. It, it's, it's, it, it just, oh, fucking Robin. Why'd you fucking kill yourself? But no, he's, he's, he's hands down the greatest improvisational actor ever. Good Morning Vietnam. Have you seen yep. this film? This is a film that my cousin Richard is convinced that I own. He's been arguing with me for the last six years <laughs> to let him borrow it. I do not own the goddamn movie. He is convinced that I have hidden it in a chest at the center of the goddamn earth. I have not. But him as Adrian Cronauer, almost all of his radio stuff, where he's on the radio being all these crazy characters, improvised. Made up by him on the spot. Wow. Best improvisational actor of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't, I don't think you can come up with anybody that you could argue with. Mrs. Doubtfire, a lot of it was completely improvised by him. Yeah, when he, did, uh, oh, right after his death, Pierce Morgan, or not Pierce Morgan, Pierce, uh, Pier- Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan thank yeah. you, was on Conan, and he, uh, he was telling a story about uh, one of the scenes that uh, when they were at the dinner. Yeah. And it was after the kid, the kids had been taken off the scene, so he started getting, because he would, when the kids weren't on, on set, he uh, would get dirty. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he was sitting there, because Pierce Brosnan's pretty buttoned up when it comes to how he acts so he sure. tries to stay well, he's English yeah <laughs> so I mean, Robin Williams is sitting there like fucking with him the whole time trying to get him to break character like just yeah. bash him that was one of the stories he was telling about him and how like he just loved to and he just he loved fun. making people yeah. laugh Absolutely. and he apparently like was you are not going to find a person in Hollywood that is going to say a cross word about Robin Williams mm-hmm. the worst thing I've ever heard about him is that he was a joke thief yeah and that's not that bad. Well, and he if he if he even admits it to it's one thing. Oh no, he admits joke. to it, and yeah. he said flat out that was the norm at the time. Yeah, everybody stole jokes from each other, and it was acceptable as long as you, if you were in a showcase with someone else, as long as you didn't do their material in the same showcase they were in, mm-hmm. it was fine. Now that may or may not be true. Yeah. I don't know. He may have been trying to justify it, but um, the, the 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 little girl that he was in Mrs. Doubtfire with. The, the oldest daughter from Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. said um, she was in Mrs. Doubtfire with him and the school was going to fail her for the year yeah. uh, because she had missed so much time filming Mrs. Doubtfire. And Robin Williams wrote a letter to the school principal saying she's out here, she's doing her work, she has a tutor, you know, blah, 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 blah. Please don't do this to her. This is And he wrote basically a letter of recommendation telling the principal, hey, be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Now, the principal framed the letter and failed her for the year. Yeah, yeah. What a dick. Yeah, I Fuck remember you, that story. Principal Dick. <laughs> Actually, I had a high school principal named Principal Dick for a year or two. Nice. My friend dated his daughter. Touched her titties. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't find her even remotely attractive. All right. But he did. Oh, obviously. So, you know. Well, I mean, it was titties. But yeah, t- t- titties, are, <laughs> titties, titties are titties, man. <laughs> titties are titties. It's like me hanging down here. You want to see me naked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. But, uh, yeah, but he, he had problems with depression and addiction. Yeah. He's been to rehab multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kicked it for the first time in the 80s. Was clean for 25 years. And then, like, in 2006, I think, he went back into rehab. And he talked about it again on WTF. And he goes, well, my strategy was... I would drink vodka. Scentless. You can't smell it. Mm-hmm. Great. They won't be able to tell it's on my breath. But then you start to sweat. 
<laughs> and alcohol has a very specific yes, it does. <laughs> scent when you sweat it out. Yeah. And that's then and that's when people are like, Hey man, are you using again? It's oh, oh no, not me. Oh, you know <laughs> So yeah, that's my Robin Williams impression. Yeah. And I'm not gonna do it try to do a bad Robin yeah. Williams impression because I do genuinely love the guy. I yeah. never met him, but I just love the motherfucker. There was one movie that um Steve had recommended to me and he said it was one of the saddest movies he ever watched that's Robin Williams and so I, I watched it. Uh, it's a great movie. I, I don't I don't get why I was so sad to him, but I guess me and him just have a different opinion. It's called uh, World's Greatest Dad. Oh, I heard of this movie. Bob, and it was a Bobcat Goldthwait directed it, I believe. Okay, that that might be right. I'm not positive on that. Was one of his lines, Gene Gene, Gene Gene, made a machine. Ho, ho, ho. ho. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, that was, it was, and it, it was kind of an interesting movie because the, the, the movie is him and his son live together. Apparently the mother is out of the picture. Yeah. Um, his son is a little shithead. You just yeah. want to punch the entire time, but he kills himself on accident. Autoerotic association, yeah. right? David Carradine did. Yeah. But, uh, so he, tur- <laughs> so Robin Williams instead, and he was, you know, he's torn up initially. He finds him. But he doesn't want him to be found that way, so he takes like he basically sets it up to make it look like a regular suicide. Yeah, yeah. He writes his suicide note yeah. or something, but the suicide note's so well written it goes viral. Well, because that's the thing. Because he he's a he's a failed author, but he's also a teacher. He's a high school English teacher. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah he writes the note, and then it becomes like this huge thing, and eventually it, he gets on. I, I don't remember what TV show he ended up going on somebody's TV show, and then like. Eventually, he finally tells everybody, "Yeah, I fucking wrote it." And, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I murdered my son. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was one of those movies where it just kind of was like, you know, knowing because I didn't watch the movie until after he had committed suicide. Yeah, so it was weird watching the movie after the fact when it's you know the subject at hand was just and it was watching some of his mannerisms during the movie. I maybe I was seeing into it what I wanted to see because because you, you we all we already knew what we knew yeah. at that point. So yeah. it kind of I don't know. I felt like I was kind of seeing something in his acting that maybe you know I don't know. Like, well, he also and it's like, I'm glad that that movie came out t- towards the end of it. Or actually, I think it came out it after pretty, he was dead. Was no, no 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 no. I think it was 2011. When that, okay, but he had had a string. Of shit movies at that mm, yeah. point. Yeah, because like, uh, what was it, Death to Smoochie? Was that him? He was in that, but I actually liked Death no, to Smoochie. <laughs> I liked Death to Smoochie. Well, again, it's one of those movies where it was exactly what it uh, wanted to be. Um, uh, there are very few Robin Williams movies I saw where I was like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I've ever seen any. Uh, then you haven't seen Toys. No, I never watched that, that movie. Is so awful that in the movie trailer they don't even show any scenes from the movie Toys. <laughs> it's Robin Williams standing in a wheat field improvising jokes. It dressed as his character from the film Toys. <laughs> like, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome you to the world's largest sound stage. You know, just stuff like that. But yeah, yeah nobody can improvise anything like he could. Man. Yeah. Um. Another one of his movies that was great that that kind of came out. It was pre Goodwill Hunting. Was um... Dead Poets? Thank you. Yeah, Dead Poets Society. <laughs> and I wrote down this is a note. Carpe Diem. Yeah, Seize I did the day. I did too, and that's why I was like, I was about to call it Carpe Diem. I was like, that's not the name of the fucking movie, dipshit. Yeah, but, 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 but like five years before Dead Poets Society came out, he was in a movie called Seize the Day. Oh, was he? Yeah, I he plays um, a car salesman who's trying to reconnect with his father or some shit. No, I've never okay. seen it. I have no interest in seeing it. What is interesting though is that his movie career, his first movie, was called um, Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses? <laughs> um, Masturbate? Yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> 
think so. I believe it was a sequel to another movie called Can I Do It Till I Go Blind? Uh, okay, or something like that. And, and it's basically a movie 43. It's a bunch of sketch, uh, comedic gotcha. sketches. And he was in a couple of them, but it, he wasn't famous yet. So he got cut from mm. the movie. Well, then Mork and Mindy comes out like two years later. He blows up. Uh, two years after Mork and Mindy is on TV, they re-release the movie as Robin Williams' first movie, and he sued them for 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 doing that, and he won like five million dollars. He, he said, "He said I want one point two five million dollars for every minute I'm in the movie because when the trailer came back out, they marketed it as Robin Williams starred in it. He's in four minutes of the movie. Damn. So he's like, I, I one point two five million per minute. Now that's also Hollywood lore. It was a sealed." Uh, decision or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he was in Popeye while he was on Mork and Mindy, and then he did a series of dramatic films. He did um, that The Seize the Day movie that I was telling you about, uh, The World According to Garp, um, which I've never seen. Um, it, it's based on a book. I want to say it's an F. Scott Fitzgerald book, but I could be wrong. Um, and it, it, he did uh, Moscow on the Hudson, which I have seen. He plays a, it, it's kind of a dramedy, a comedic drama, uh, where he plays a Russian uh, saxophone player. This is during the Cold War, uh, who defects to America and tries to live as an American. And, and it's it's him trying to adapt to life in the U.S. and finding out, like, maybe I should have stayed in Mother Russia. <laughs> like, this isn't, and he's great in it. He's absolutely stellar in it. It uh, and, and then he started doing comedies again, thank God. <laughs> um, I think my personal favorite movie of Robin Williams is, is Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. Hands yeah. down. Hands well, down. I mean, it's a damn good movie. He got, he got nominated for an Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. And, and deservedly so. It's There are very few people that can go from being absolutely hilarious to having a heartbreakingly sad scene when he finds out his best friend in Vietnam is actually VC, Viet Cong, for our Vietnamese listeners. You, well, you guys know what that means. <laughs> um, but uh, and, and his reaction to that and his reaction to um, not being able to be a DJ with freedom of speech in a war zone... Um, I'm going to get emotional talking about Robin Williams. I'm, I'm just warning yeah. you. I, I do not feel this way about anybody else in the world that I don't know. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams mattered to me. Um, because on paper, he should not have been a star. Hmm? He doesn't look like one. He has the hairiest <laughs> arms in goddamn Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, um, anybody else doing all of those voices all the time would probably come across as annoying. Don't I know it? Well, I mean, I'm sure there was plenty of people that probably thought it wore a little bit, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would say so. Now, another movie that I kind of always seems not... Like, you, you mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, that one obviously was a big one. Now, yes. But Hook was another movie with him in it that I've actually... I remember that pretty fondly as a kid. Because uh, that came out... You know, I think I was probably maybe six or seven when that came sure. out. Sure. Early 90s. Uh, um, th- that is one of those movies where people either love it or hate it. Hmm. There is no other... There is no halfway. I think Jumanji is like that, too. Oh, shit. I didn't even think of the fucking... Oh, that was a damn good movie. I, th- I think... I, think <laughs> Jim, I didn't like Jumanji. I thought it was stupid. Oh, I thought it was awesome. And I didn't like Hook, like either. Like Christian Dunst? I, 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 I didn't like the scene in Hook where, where Tinkerbell Julia Roberts is telling Peter she's in love with him. How is that going to work? <laughs> My dick is the size of you. <laughs> well, hopefully it's a little bigger than her. Well, I'm in length. 
He'd have to wrap her in duct tape so that she wouldn't explode when he fucked her. <laughs> um, Hook, I, 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 I'm not a fan of Hook. Oh, and also, just real quick, I, I hate to do this. I have to go back to Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, this is a little trivia fact for you. Okay. Nobody in that movie went on to have any kind of career except for two people, Robin Williams and, can you guess the other one? You're never going to guess the other one. <laughs> I have no reference to go off of. Think porn. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Nina Hartley? <laughs> no, no. Good guess. <laughs> I'm um, some old broad. <laughs> I don't know if it's a man or woman. Nickname though. is The Hedgehog. Ron, Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah, that was actually my initial guess, and I was like, maybe I should go woman, because I don't... <laughs> no, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Oh. And Ron Jeremy, when the movie originally came out, was higher build than Robin Williams. Damn. Ron Jeremy had a bigger part than Robin Williams. This is a slide. You bring up Ron Jeremy, i got to mention this. And when part. Ron Jeremy dies, I'm going to cry then, too. <laughs> they, they, he did a, a spoof of uh, Miley Cyrus's Cannonball. Of Wrecking Ball. Oh, Wrecking Ball, excuse me. It's fucking cringeworthy but hilarious. At the same Is it really? It's just him singing the song and acting it out in the exact same way she did it. Oh, God, so he's naked on a Wrecking yes. Ball? <laughs> or, or, or do they just take his dick and he swings <laughs> and he swings from that on his own balls? <laughs> Probably could have done that. Hey, I got a Wrecking Ball over here. I don't know. I can't do a Ron Jeremy impression. I, I can't sound like that creepy. <laughs> yeah, he does, but I can't sound that goddamn creepy. But yeah, um... Now, one thing I thought that was pretty awesome about, um, can you imagine setting somebody up uh, before they're even born, basically, for future success than what he did for his daughter? Who, Zelda? Yes. Yeah. Named her Zelda. Yeah. Because she's After. actually now the, she's she's one of the spokespersons for... The Legend Nintendo. of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but, and you know that, like, he named her after the game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Robin Williams loved The Legend of Zelda so much, he named his daughter after The Legend That's of Zelda. That's a damn good name, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I think Becky's not a bad name. I don't know. I hate Becky. But, of course, Legend of Becky doesn't have the same ring to it. That's funny, because my sister's Becky. Yeah, I, I know. My sister. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Becky. <laughs> look at, at her butt. Bu- oh, my God. So Zelda, dang. look at her <laughs> sword. It is so wooden and dull. Um, do you know the story about him and uh, Christopher Reeve? After Christopher Reeve had his accident, do you know the difference or the opposite of Christopher Reeve? Christopher Walken. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I knew that joke and I couldn't think of it. That's such a great joke. Um, but but him and Christopher Reeve went to Juilliard together. They oh, okay. were they were friends before they were famous, before Superman came along and all that shit. Oh, I did not know that. And, and you know before. Uh, he was in Popeye. <laughs> but um, Christopher Reeve, you know, as everybody knows, and actually it happened locally Col- to Col- here. Yep. Yeah, he was he was only a 30-minute drive. I think D actually rode there a couple times or something. I want to say oh, really? there was something like that. Yeah, because it's a, it's a horse, uh, like, practice farm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, do you practice farming or do you practice with horses on a farm? Horses. Okay. Not, not farming. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being a dick. Uh, <laughs> did I say farm? I don't remember using the word farm. You, you, when you listen to it later... You'll hear no, farm. Okay, right. You'll hear farm. That's not what I meant to say. But, <laughs> oh my god, that's not what I meant to say. Oh, Holy shit, what the fuck? Um, okay, but, but so anyway, right, Christopher Reeve, he was fucking riding these goddamn horses all over the fucking place. Now, Christopher Reeve had his accident. He was, yeah. uh, he was at a horse show and he fell off and broke his neck and was rushed to UVA Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was there for several days. And then Patch Adams shows up. Actually, that is, Chris, oh, that's, that, <laughs> 
Robin Williams. But basically, Christopher Reeve. They said basically, you are never going to walk again. Yeah. You're 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 done. Like you are p- paralyzed from the neck down. You're like, you, sorry, sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christopher Reeves in his bed, feeling sorry for himself on like day two or three. And this Russian doctor comes in wearing his mask and says that he is Christopher Reeves' proctologist and that he needs to shove his finger in his ass and could he sing while he does it and all this weird shit. And Christopher Reeves getting like really agitated and down comes the surgical mask and it's Robin Williams. And Christopher Reeves said it was the first time he had laughed since... The accent. I fucking love Robin Williams. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I mean, it's such a sweet thing to do. He was a huge supporter of the USO and the troops, even yeah. though he was totally against the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. You can be against war without being against warriors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and he got that. He would spend his Christmases and his Thanksgivings with them. Absolutely. It's, it seems like a genuinely good, kind, decent man. And it just isn't... Fu- and- who was a tortured soul. Yeah. And it's not fucking fair that people like me get to live <laughs> or Donald Trump. how the fuck do I have survivor's guilt over a man I don't know <laughs> yeah Donald Trump is running for president Robin Williams is rotting in the ground yeah. there is no God <laughs> there is no fucking God that's all my goddamn notes what do you want to talk about um there, there was one other movie that I had watched recently. I, 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 after he had passed, I went on kind of like a Robin Williams binge. I watched a lot of the movies that mm-hmm. I really loved with him. and I watched a couple new ones. I watched The World's Greatest Dad. But there was another one that I, I'm not sure if it was his last movie he did, but it was one of the last movies he did. Angriest Man in Brooklyn? The Angriest Man in I've Brooklyn. I've heard of it. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, Mila Kunis. Um, Mila Kunis. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking around. I don't give a shit what her name is. Okay. Nice titty. Yeah. <laughs> nice titty Magoo. Jackie. Yeah, Jack, Jack. <laughs> oh Meg. my God. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Shut yeah, no, I mean, Meg. It's, just, it's one of those movies that it's, it, I mean, it, you can I see, heard it, we got pretty poor reviews. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a decent movie. It wasn't great, but it, you, you can kind of see that. The trailer looked funny. Yeah. You, But you could kind of see his, like, change illness after, like, he was changing as an actor also. Like, it just, the way he presented, it, it, I don't know. Something I can't was really just explain off. It. Yeah, just something. Kind of like off. Michael J. Fox's last couple of seasons on Spin City, yeah. you could tell something's wrong. Oh yeah, Peter Dinklage is in it too. Oh, of course, he plays his brother. That's right, he does. <laughs> well, somebody got who this. ends up ended up he ends up with with my Mila Kunis. Oh, that lucky little <laughs> that lucky little midget. <laughs> Fuck you, Peter Dinklage. You get the hot German porn star bitch on Game of Thrones and Mila Kunis in movies. <laughs> if you put me in a fucking movie, I'd end up with fucking I don't know. Brother Joan Mark. Rivers corpse cunt. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Uh, rest in peace, Robin. Robin Williams. I love you, baby. I'll let you rub your fairy forearms against my dick if that's <laughs> if that would bring you back. If 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 if, if, if that if, if that bought a genie, that that's ooh. <laughs> if that brought Robin Williams back as a genie, where I rub my dick against somebody's hairy ass forearms, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> Eh, if only it was that easy. Do you just rub on something and then Robin Williams or any other person in our lives that we love, you just come on back and be fun again. But that ain't the way it works. Oh well. Sorry to end it on a morose thought. Uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash okfairenough. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at okfairenoughpod. Contact us by email at, at 
okayfairenoughpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, and please, 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 please rate and review us there. Every time we get a review, our downloads skyrocket, and it, it really helps us out, and we really appreciate it. You can stream and download every episode ever made at okayfairenoughpodcast.podbean.com. We're available on the Stitcher and Podbean apps, and we have a couple of enhanced episodes available on YouTube. Just search Okay Fair Enough. Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, like always, as long as you keep listening to them, we'll keep making them. Thanks. Thanks.